Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Whip It Out podcast. Here I am, Sophie Jones, with the wonderful Nicole Evans, and we've got a mystery guest. We've got the wonderful Barbara Pukel from Canada. So to introduce her, I'll tell you a little bit about her history. She started competing in 1996 and has won multiple Best in Shows and the Best All-Round Groomer Awards on three continents. She began her judging career in 2003 with the European Grooming Association and has had the pleasure of speaking and judging in Canada, Brazil, Taiwan, USA, Japan, India, France, England, Spain, Colombia, Italy, Belgium and Germany. Where has she not been, this wonderful woman? She enjoys sharing knowledge and learning so much from Groomers Worldwide. So welcome, Barbara. How are you? How are you doing today? (laughs) We are great. It's lovely to have you on board. You've just told us there's a little bit of snow there in Canada. Yes, yes, there is this morning. Hopefully it doesn't stick around too long. We still have leaves on the trees. We're not ready. I love snow. I love snow. I don't care how slushy and how awful it can be I just love to look at it I just want to put the fire on in my house immediately well yeah, but you're welcome it... to come visit anytime because we get a lot of it here <laughs> oh, oh don't because we'll be there we'll be there in a second won't we if it wasn't yeah. <laughs> although I think as an English person saying that we love snow I think you Canadians must look at us like mm, do you because our snow everything stops at the tiniest little inch of snow no trains no buses no nothing <laughs> whereas oh you with loads don't you yeah we get loads and life goes on things don't shut down here in calgary for snowfalls sometimes we'll have you know two feet in the morning and you've got to get up and shovel and there's cars going to work nothing ever gets shut down and then there's days where there's snow and it's minus 30 so that's really not that lovely but um i do appreciate a good pretty snowfall i do understand where you guys are coming from just just it doesn't need to be as much some days do you know what I've always really wanted to know whether this actually works because I've seen it done in cold countries before can you get that jug of water and like throw it into the air and it turns into snow yes does that actually happen it actually happens we actually do that oh my life (laughs) you have a challenge when it gets that cold we want to see that video (laughs) okay I think we did one last year when it was minus 30 or 35 or something, but uh, yeah, definitely. I'll get that to you. That's crazy. Okay. So tell us a little bit about you, Barbara. We've heard you've been nearly all around the world. Um, so where did you start grooming? How did you start grooming? Um, I started grooming very young. It's actually 30 years ago. Next month, I started bathing dogs when I was 15. And um, yeah, just a quick rundown. I was in a work experience program for my junior high school and uh, I always connected better with animals than with people. And um, fortunately I had a vice principal in the school that recognized that uh, I needed to flourish in a different environment. And so she put me in this work experience program. I started working for a groomer at the back of a pet store. And um, yeah, within months she had hired me and trained me and uh, I haven't looked back. Wow. Super lucky to find a passion so early for sure. Yeah, definitely. And what what is one piece of advice if you could go back to your younger self now and tell yourself, what do you think you'd say? 
Um, one piece of advice I would give to myself as a younger groomer is just um, not expect too much of myself. This is a learning process that takes a lifetime. And, you know, when you're 18, 20, 23, and you're competing and you're in the middle of it all, um, I think I was a, a lot too hard on myself. And, um, you know, when you're that age too, I think it's just natural that you, you um, assume that you know more than you do. So it's uh, pretty much with anything thing in life you know talking to a teenager just slow it down love what you're doing love yourself and keep learning I think the thing is is when you're so young because I started at 18 as well like you feel mm. a bit invincible like your body can just keep going and I used to really really push myself and it, I've only been that, that was about 12 years ago but my body now is really really aching for pushing myself so much younger so 30 years is any of your body falling apart <laughs> oh yeah of course of course I, I have a titanium disc in my lower back um I've had to have I mean everything from prolotherapy physiotherapy PRP in my elbow yeah your body definitely breaks down and and um I didn't take care of myself beforehand so preventative things like massage and physio and stuff for younger groomers I would recommend hugely because yeah some days it's like whew, it hurt. I got the chiropractor sure. every and, three weeks and younger people I mean I thought I was invincible too you know like Shira princess of power I don't need yeah. help picking up a hundred pound dog and putting it in the tub and stuff so yeah. asking for help is uh, great and also after grooming for 30 years I've realized the dogs that I can do and the dogs that I can't do so I've made really good decisions on the clients that I have now that they don't hurt my body as much. Yeah. So how has how has COVID affected you then Barbara? Has it been how has it been over in Canada? Have you had a lot of heavy restrictions? Um, well just like you guys in March everything kind of came to a standstill. Um, it depends on what province you're in in Canada but um, like in Ontario, for example, which is about 3000 kilometers from here, they weren't allowed to groom probably until June. Um, here in Alberta, we were pretty lucky. We were shut down just for a couple of weeks and then we were deemed essential as long as we put the safety protocols in place. So um, we were lucky. We were able to start grooming right away. In July, I tested positive for COVID. I was part of an outbreak um, of, a, of a spin class that I go to. So I had to shut down for a month July so um yeah it's been a really difficult year for everyone I think yeah how did that how did COVID affect you then um I was sick for about five or six days I had uh the worst headache I've ever had and body aches and sinus stuff going on um luckily it never went into my chest I didn't have any coughing or anything like that so um I just stayed home and Mark stayed with me. Unbelievably, he tested positive, or sorry, he tested negative at the end of my, my bout of sickness. So he never got it. So this is a very strange um, sickness of, for sure. Like you just have no idea who it's gonna affect and how, very scary. Thank One thing you. I do wanna say though, is, is good on you guys for raising all that money for the NHS there. That was just unbelievable. <laughs> like between all the all the seminars that you did and I mean the calendar and all of it I just have to oh thank uh, you to go with it media yeah that, that was heartwarming to see so yeah it uh, was very very that. easy to get naked because I just I would <laughs> I will get naked at any opportunity Barbara let me tell you <laughs> you don't need to tell me twice <laughs> <laughs> if, if we did international kind of that, Barbara, could we get you involved? 
yes, you can count me in as long as it's for a good cause. Maybe what we could do is get you totally naked in the snow and then throw water over you so it turns into snow. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a great day. Let's get it on the first shot, though. <laughs> so speaking of getting naked and having lots of embarrassing moments, um, we're going to be talking about our embarrassing stories again. We did this in week one, and obviously we didn't have a very big following like we do now um, in, in week yeah. one. So we sort of wanted to go back to basics and have that yeah. sort of open up again to uh, some more embarrassing stories. So we have had a few voice notes, Sophie. Finally! Um, Finally they've come in and we love hearing your voices. It really makes us feel not alone. Sometimes staring at each other and just talking into a microphone gets a bit weird. So yeah, yeah, there's listeners yeah. out there. There's real people. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be talking about embarrassing stories again today. So we're going to go to you first, Barbara. Have you got an embarrassing story for us? I, I probably could fill up an hour with things that have been embarrassing in, in my life in salon for sure. But one of them that sticks out to me is I'm a huge advocate for getting puppies in early um, for, for training, right? Because a fearful dog is the hardest dog to, to groom. So all of my dogs, I really like to get them started as soon as they have their second set of shots. And I get the parents involved with the brushing and the training. And a few years ago, I had a lady come in and the one little dog, of course, it was a little Shih Tzu cross puppy and it was terrified of the clippers around its face. So I asked her if she had anything that was, you know, the shape of a hot dog that vibrated at home that she could use to rub along the puppy's face. And as soon as it came out of my mouth and the lady's just staring at me with these huge like saucers as eyes. And I was like, um, I mean, like, an electric toothbrush or something um, um and I just back stumbled like crazy because I'm sitting there asking her if she has a vibrator to rub on her dog's face it was very embarrassing we both turned red and then had a good giggle over it <laughs> oh, wow. I love it yeah yeah. I love it. So, so we're going to go at the first voice note here. And now this this lady, she, she actually sent this on the 14th of August because she missed the deadline for our first show. She hasn't mm -hmm. actually left her name, so she'll be staying anonymous. So maybe people might recognise her by her accent, but I'm going to play it now for you guys. It's on your podcast, you said to message her, funny or embarrassing stories or anything that happens because you want to know. So I just said the most embarrassing thing just happened to me. My shot is well my salon is in the the cellar of my shop i've just gone downstairs to tidy up and i've just had to send a dog home so i've just gone downstairs to tidy up for my next dog and as i were down there i was like cleaning i couldn't hear really what was going on and i let out the biggest fart of my life like <laughs> like, like a fucking explosion fart right and i heard something upstairs so i've come to the stairs ran up the stairs to see who's in the shop and there's a fucking client stood there Obviously looking as embarrassed as I am, didn't know what to say, they wanted to put the dog in and they said they'll let me know, but I don't think I'm going to hear from them again, but I tell you, I wanted to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's great. The thing is, if it's going to come, it's going to come. you just got to let it out sometimes, girls. <laughs> to be fair, it sounded to me like she pushed that one out. Yeah. There's no way, like, if it was going to be that loud, she pushed it, she thought, right, I've been saving this up all day, I'm going to go down, yeah. I'm going to have a clean, and I'm going to push this, no. <laughs> oh, gosh. Body functions happen, guys. Body functions happen. They do. They do. They do. They do. <laughs> 
<laughs> Have you got any more voice notes, Nick? Are we going to listen to a couple more or should I read out one from the... If you read one out, I'll find the next one. Brilliant. So we've got Rachel Downs and she said that another farting story, a customer did a huge fart in front of me and then said, oh, I've had way too much pineapple today. I didn't know that affected farts, but there we go. I was stood there in shock and didn't know what to say. And the same customer came in for the next room and I said, oh, my back's killing me. And she said, oh, I could give you a relaxing massage, which I replied, I, don't, I didn't know you were a masseuse. And she said, well, I'm not. And then they just stood in awkward silence. Well, I must carry on, I said, and carried on working. <laughs> Every groomer, I'm sure, has had a man come into their salon and say, oh, can you do my hair? Or, yeah. like, could you do me a short back and sides? I'm sure every single woman groomer has had a man do that to them before. And be like, mm. I had a dollar for every time that happened, I tell you. I um, can retire. It's better, it's better when the wife does it. Hey, can you do him as well? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, get out the shop. Get out. <laughs> uh, right, I've got another one here again. Um, this has got no name on it, but it, she says, uh, embarrassing story coming right up. I do apologise about my accent and I made sure not to swear in front of Sophie. So here's the next one. So my embarrassing story should start with me explaining that I've got quite big boobs. I'm a double G. Um, so anyway, this mum and son came to pick up their dog um, and I bent down to put the lead on their dog ready to give back to them and as I bent down the zip on my grooming uniform broke and I wasn't wearing a t-shirt under my uniform just my bra and I basically flashed the seven-year-old child and his mother <laughs> I was mortified they were mortified I luckily grabbed my top turned around and gave the lead to my um, colleague who was standing next to me uh, yeah so that's probably my most embarrassing story <laughs> you know up until she said that I flashed a seven-year-old child I was thinking <laughs> I'm going to be flashing the entire nation when these calendars go on sale <laughs> that's nothing yes, yes. <laughs> well, yeah are. you definitely don't want to be flashing children that's something that'll give you a one-way ticket oh, yeah. to prison so yeah. <laughs> do you have any more embarrassing stories Sophie did I tell you about the sausage dog story I can't remember whether we've done this in the podcast before I don't you told me about the sausage dog story tell me tell me this, this is this is a recent one um this happened not so long ago and it was during when we've been doing the podcast so I didn't know whether I might have mentioned it before but here we go again I'm going to tell it again if I haven't so we had this it's actually one my partner goes to jiu-jitsu and it was one of his jiu-jitsu friends said can she give my sausage dog a bath I was like, yeah, no worries. It came in. And I noticed something was a little bit um, weird looking with its testicles. You know, like when you see them when you walk. I mean, we've all seen enough testicles that we know what they should be looking like. So I was thinking they look really weird. So I picked it up and I was like feeling around them and I could feel a little lump in one of them. And I'm like, oh, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't seem too great. So I, I spoke to one of the girls. And, um, and I said, oh, come and feel this. And she was busy. And I said, look, and I lifted up its hind leg while cupping the balls. Uh, and she went, let me have a look. So I held on to its willy while she was cupping the balls and it only jizzed all over me. <laughs> <laughs> I gave that dog a happy ending. Um, oh but, my God. Um, the good, good, good end to that story was that it was actually, the dog actually had cancer. 
Um, yeah. So I told them to take it to the vets. They took it to the vets and it had an undescended testicle that had started to get cancerous inside the cavity. So, yeah. Good so job. You my dog yeah. masturbation skills come to Alpha Dog Grooming <laughs> if you need me to find anything out intimately about your sausages. We all have our <laughs> skills. Oh, we all have our skills. Yeah. <laughs> we all we all have our strengths and weaknesses, don't we, Barbara? Right. <laughs> it was quite funny though with those voice notes because Barbara, last week we were discussing the appropriateness, appropriateness, whether it's appropriate to swear. And I don't know if you know, I personally don't swear. Like I I really, really try not to swear. Whereas okay. Nick has has a has a mouth on her and she she likes to use the odd swear word as an adjective and this is a very relaxed environment on the podcast but what's your opinion on swearing like do you swear are you a swearer not really what you like um I've been known to have a little bit of a potty mouth and I I like to use swearing in humor like I I don't often use it in any sort of you know hurt anger situations or calling anyone names at all um, but I, I think a good swear word is appropriate in some funny situations. Yes. Yes, I'm a swearer. I thought you wouldn't be. I thought you'd be on my side of the coin, Barbara. Oh, no, I'm, I'm all with Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we actually, the debate, I don't know whether you heard that, what the debate was over, but it was um, in the grooming industry and when it comes to being in a professional environment, so say if you're delivering a seminar or you're speaking to colleagues or speaking to your customers, when is it appropriate to swear or would you swear in front of your customers? Would you swear in front of your I, colleagues? Or I don't think it's ever appropriate to swear in front of your customers. I think that the professionalism definitely comes in at that point uh, when it comes to um, you know a, a business seminar I, I don't swear in my seminars unless it slips out and it has slipped out a little bit but not you know horribly bad um, but you know swearing sometimes relaxes people too so there's a time and a place for it uh, if I'm judging with a panel of judges that I'm definitely as professional as I can be but I mean you judge with someone like Pina for example and you're f-bombing all over the place because you know it's just the way that we talk so um yeah it all depends on the situation but customers no i i i like to keep that pretty clean yeah i think most people were in agreement with with that side of it is that it's okay in front of colleagues absolute no no to swear at your boss and um it's there's a time and a place so i I think most people are on the same page when it comes to that So I have another embarrassing story here, and it's from Sarah Lydon. Now, obviously, some of you might know that when Sophie was off, Sarah filled in for Sophie. Um, Sarah's, just so you know, Barbara, Sarah is lovely, one of our lovely Scottish friends. So she hasn't left a voice note. I think she's amazing and beautiful. And yes, I am How annoyingly beautiful is she? Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine standing next to her naked. Yeah. No, yeah, thing. yeah. no. <laughs> to be honest, I wasn't bothered. I was just, I didn't care who was around me. I was just like hairy armpits, hairy legs. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Okay, so this one from Sarah Lydon. So she said, hi guys. So whenever I listen to your podcast, you always include some toilet humor. So I have a very funny story that is lit- literally grooming related to toilet humor. Around five years ago, I was grooming mobile while waiting on the lease for my salon being finalized. Anyone who grooms from inside clients' homes will know that it doesn't come without its mishaps. So one day I went to groom a new client's dog, an elderly German Shepherd Cross Collie. 
I go to this flat belonging to an old lady, carted all of my equipment up three flights of stairs, good lass, uh, to find that the dog is not only elderly, but around 20 kilograms overweight, had nails like Wolverine, and the old lady was so precious of him, she wanted to stand two inches from his face the whole time. Oh, no. So she, I put him in the bath, and not new to home grooming, I brought along my trusty measuring jug to wet him as I fixed, as fixed shower heads and our friends. The dog was really awkward in the bath, the long nails didn't help, and between his efforts to jump out and slipping onto his side, the entire bathroom was soaked, I was soaked, the old lady was soaked, and the plug hole was full of undercoat. The old lady left me briefly to look for a rubber bath mat for the dog. During that time, the dog proceeded to take the biggest shit I've ever seen in the bath, which then started to float. Honestly, this thing was like a foot-long hot dog. Dogs <laughs> panting, still slipping around the bath, splashing everywhere, and now with a massive hairy turd thrown into the mix, I grab a plastic measuring jug and decide to scoop the turd and flush it down the loo. Plan going well, I dump the dump in the loo and I flush, carrying on with the dog. The old lady comes back and lets out a shriek. The huge dog turd has blocked the toilet and the water is rising over the toilet bowl. I was helpless and the lady was convinced that uh, she thinks that I took a massive shit in the toilet and blamed her dog. Never oh got God. asked back. Oh my God, Sarah, that's, a, that's like the one of the most, most horrible moments of your life. I mean, you're soaked, you're hairy, there's a dog everywhere and there's an old lady in the... Oh my god, that sounds awful. Oh dear me, oh, dear me. But you're glad that day was I'm sure it was a very large glass of wine after that day. <laughs> I know. From a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have one last voice note here, and it's from our very own Ryan Lee. Oh brilliant. So I'm gonna play that one now. Okay, so here's my embarrassing story from the salon. Um I had a dog that had a, a ruptured um, anal gland and I brought the owner in to show them so that they could go and point it out to the vet. And when I lifted the tail, the dog expressed its anal glands, which were already quite bad because they, they one, they had ruptured on one side, the other side hadn't. And as soon as I lifted it up, she put her face down quite close and the dog expressed right in her face. I, mean, I couldn't stop laughing, but um, obviously it was a bit distressing because the, the smell was vile. Oh my God. That customer still also comes back to me now um, and we have a good giggle about it. The dog is all healthy and got everything fixed and sorted at the vets. But um, she often uh, leaves us a really good tip because she realises um, quite how difficult our job is and what we have to put up with. Oh, God. Oh, my God. The poor lady. Ew. I hope she did have a mouth open. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Even smelling anal glands, you feel you can taste it just by smelling yeah. it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it has happened to me once with a golden retriever. And um, it was one of them ones that was the dog was half dried and it was it went to go and it was it had it was trying to jump off the table. It had a belly strap and an neck strap on and it went to walk backwards off the table and one leg went down, it obviously panicked. I was stood behind it, tried to catch it and it just squirted. It, it didn't mean the face, but it hit me in the neck and all down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no I, I wish 
I wish this was actually videoed and you saw all of our faces when mine was <laughs> because they said a whole picture on their own. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to screenshot some of our faces so when it comes out, we're like, you need to listen to this week's podcast. <laughs> okay, well, we, we've had enough of shit and anal glands, I must say. I know, I know. Honestly, toilet humour all the way. That's what the groomers apparently love to hear. <laughs> it's working for us so far. <laughs> Right. So, moving on <laughs> moving, moving swiftly swiftly on so barbara we are going to talk a little bit to you about madramania so the madramania have teamed up with the whippet to go digital this year and you were one of the fantastic judges i am super excited about this because i i've judged a few uh, online contests so far but i've never judged one that is live groomers grooming on zoom and I'm super stoked because it does bring back a piece of real shows, you know, in a way. So I was very honored to be asked and I cannot wait for November 14th and 15th. How so, amazing to judge all the way from Canada and judge an Irish show, like without even leaving your front room. Pretty cool. Well, I would love, I would love to leave my front room and go to Ireland, actually. Yeah. I would prefer that over this any day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that'll have to wait until this mess is over. But I think it's pretty awesome that I'll be able to, for two days, watch people create beautiful grooms um, just sitting on my computer. I, it's super, super awesome. And it's awesome that you guys got involved and are handling all of it because um, it's going to be done beautifully. Yeah. And what do you think? So what was your first time competing like? Because we asked, we did Premier Groom earlier this year, again, digitally. And we asked all the judges about the time they lost their dog grooming competition virginity. So how was your first time, Barbara? Oh, goodness. Well, I believe I was 19 or 20 or some, somewhere in there. And um, I, I get some anxiety. I have some anxiety issues. And um, I don't want to bring it back, but I was probably in the bathroom for a good two hours before the class started with my green dog. I was competing with a little white toy poodle named Irwin, and uh, I was trying to keep him clean. And I didn't, I couldn't figure out if I needed to throw up or what I needed to do. It was just awful. Every single moment of the before the contest was awful. Uh, as soon as I walked into the ring, though, and started grooming the dog. It's like your anxiety just dissipates. It's like you have a project now, you have you have your job in front of you, you have this adorable little dog. Thank God he was more mentally stable than I was because he, he carried us through. And um, that was the first time and probably the worst anxiety, but I still get anxiety even when I'm speaking now. You know, I've given hundreds of seminars and the night before I'm still like having a whoo, you know, uh, very- You know, um, it, it's- I, it's funny because everybody who we asked this question to about what their first time was like, you could literally mirror everybody's story where they were like panicking, flapping, anxiety, getting panic attacks. And then all of a sudden they go into the ring and it's like, oh, this is, oh, really? this is, what, this is where I need to be. <laughs> yeah, this is where I belong for you sure. Think Given the time, if you if you go back to when you had first had your competition, if you'd never competed before, do you think that if you'd had the opportunity to go digital, do you think that that would be something that would ease you in a little bit better into the competition world? Or do you think it's better to just go straight in the deep end and go live? 
I think it's great that that groomers who have never competed before have this platform because it's terrifying to go in front of all your peers, in front of strangers, in front of judges in person and do this sort of thing. You know, I think them being able to do it in their own salons or their own homes is massive for a first timer because you, that's where you're most comfortable. And you could probably just forget that your phone's recording you while you're grooming, right? If you're in an environment that you're not used to, it's, you can't forget where you are. So um, no, I think if I was a first time groomer right now, first time competitor, sorry, um, I would be thrilled with this outlet for sure. And I encourage everyone to try it. Yeah. I actually had, um, I was grooming a competition once and it was um, Pammy's, you know, the Asian fusion um, competition that she put on. And I took a little white uh -huh. toy poodle and went, I was going to put him in spiral trim. And this dog, mm -hmm. like I was totally cool as a cucumber, but this, this dog had a shit attack and it was just panicking. Oh. Um, I started combing it out and it ended up biting me before we'd started, before the judges came around and I ended up pulling it out because I was just like, there's no way I can risk the judges putting their hands on this dog because he just taught, he broke the skin on my hand and everything. So I oh had to pull him and oh my God, I'd been growing this dog out for months and months to try and get him into this spiral trim, finally got there and he just had a shit attack on the table and I was like, it was just oh. not the environment for him. And I think no. sometimes as a groomer, when you're picking the dog that you're grooming with, that was a lesson hard learned by me that you have to pick the right dog, a dog that is confident and comfortable to be on the table and in front and around other dogs and around other people. And this dog obviously yep. wasn't because I'd never put him around other people and other dogs like that before. He'd just been in my little salon with me. But yep. as soon as he got on that table, it was just carnage. And I, I ended up getting a, a, um, a special award for actually making a decision to pull him out. <laughs> <laughs> a dog like that? would be fine for you to be doing, you know, at home in front of your, your video camera, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. For, but, for a Zoom conference. Yeah. But yeah. definitely make sure oh, that you know the dog that you're taking inside out. If you're going live, trust me, you do not want to make yeah. the mistake that I did. No, no. So Madromania this year. So we've got some excellent, excellent prizes up for Madromania. So um, we're not having a full best in show. However, we're having best overall groomer on a Saturday, best overall groomer on a Sunday. And on the Saturday, if you win best overall groomer, you will win 650 euros, which is oh, a nice. fantastically big prize. And the same on the Sunday. So best groomer on a Saturday gets 650 euros. Best groomer on the Sunday gets 650 euros. Any first placings get 55 euros. Second placings get 25 euros. Third placings get 15 euros, obviously with a fabulous uh, rosette. Mm -hmm. And they're also doing best overall handler, which I think is one of the most important um, awards that you can get. I would love to have that in my salon, showing that off to my customers to say, you know, oh. at the end of the day, the, some customers do not care whether you are the best groomer in the world. They just want you to handle their dog really nicely and Absolutely. gently. I think every contest should have something like that at master from canada we have it's called the scotty millette uh, kindness award and it is for the groomer who displays um the the best relationship over the weekend with their dog and i think it's so important because i think a lot of groomers forget just to take a breath and that that dog's going to lead, lead off of your anxiety and you need to take care of the dog first and foremost so i so i'm so happy they have that award that's Absolutely. fantastic 
And the, the winner for that will win an Artero Hit Cordless Clipper with a value of 300 euros. So, and again, right. a brilliant prize, definitely worth going in there. So the um, the organisers of Madramania have definitely pulled out all the stops to make sure it's worth your while to, co to compete digitally. So make sure that you get your competition entries in. We've got early bird prices at the moment, which are 25 euros to enter. Um, they will go up to 30 euros. So make sure that you um, you get your entries in early. Same with the webinars. They are 30 euros and they're going to go up to 40 euros on the 23rd of October. Um, so make sure that you get your tickets in before then. Uh, again, we've got Barbara Pakel as one of the judges. We've got Kareen Louie and Stuart Simons also judging that weekend. So it's definitely not one to be missed. Make sure that you get in anywhere across the world. It doesn't matter where you are, you can enter this competition. We've had so many questions from people asking whether it, they have to come from Northern Ireland or Ireland. Uh, no, you can compete from absolutely anywhere. So make sure that you check your time zones because it will start in GMT plus one. So... That is definitely something to look forward to. If you want to get your tickets in, you can go on the IPDGA website forward slash Madramania to have a look. And the schedule is up there as well. So, Barbara, Thanks. thank you very much mm. for joining us this week. Mm. We've had... Oh, I had a blast. We've had a lovely, lovely laugh with you today. Um, Sophie's learned that you're a swearer. We, <laughs> uh, there is no... <laughs> And there's just one more thing that we need to ask all of our followers to do. So we need desperately some more reviews on our on Apple podcasts. So if we've got a great prize giveaway for everybody this week. Um, I've, I only just told Sophie about this, totally just did it on my own. Um, so if you review us on Apple Podcasts, make sure that you write a comment under your review because we don't, we, we need to know who you are, what your name is. We need you to share our podcast on your Facebook and make sure that you subscribe to us and you can win a full blade bundle from Alpha Blade Sharpening. So you will get in that bundle, Blade Magic Jar, a spray bottle, the that includes the, the actual blade magic as well you'll get a mac which is the manual alpha cleaner which helps you clean your blades and you will get a full set of wide blades as well so that is Woo! a 30 a 10 7 fw 5 fw and a 4 fw wide so it is definitely worth you doing that because if you do you could be in a chance with winning we will be drawing it next week on our episode that we'll put out next Thursday. Can me and Barbara enter? Yeah. You can try. You might, I might, you might not get picked. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that is a fantastic prize for somebody to win. Um, and you need to make sure that you do all of them steps to make sure that you're in with a chance of winning. So definitely, definitely do that. So before we log out, just one piece of advice, Barb, that you would give competitors for the first time for Madromania, what would it be? Uh, just remember it's you and the dog you're just grooming the dog be prepared and really 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 prep your dog well because a well-prepped dog is a whole lot easier so um, take deep breath and with the judges panel that you have you have some of the friendliest people ever and uh, you don't have to worry about anything except for grooming the dog in front of you and enjoying yourself don't forget to enjoy yourself and people in North America, if you enter, when's the last time you groomed a dog at 2 or 3 a.m.? That might be fun too, right? Why yeah. not? Why not? Give it a bash. Get yourself. <laughs> From the judges' mouth, 
There we go. That's your advice. So thank you, Barb. We've really enjoyed having you today. It's been a good giggle. I like that. And all I that. Can't wait to spend. Go on. Sorry, Barb. It cut out. What were you saying? <laughs> I said, I can't wait to spend the weekend in November 14th, 15th with you guys. That's going to be such a blast. It will, it will. And um, I don't know if you noticed at the end of our podcast, Barbara, how we always um, sign out. We always sign out by saying, whip it out. So can you do us the honour this week and whip it out for us? <laughs> Absolutely. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for having me and whip it out. <laughs>